Trivandrum Chapter presents Insights, a podcast series for HR professionals. National Institute of Personal Management, established in 1980, is one of the premier organizations of professionals engaged in human capital management, industrial relations, employee welfare, and human resource development in the country. And IPM is a non-profit organization registered under the Society's Registration Act and devoted to the development of skills and the expertise of HR professionals through regular and active programs like webinars, seminars, workshops, conferences and publication of research papers through its chapters all over the country. And IPM Trivandrum Chapter is one of the oldest and most dynamic chapters in the country and has always been at the forefront in organizing various professional activities. Our activities are aimed at HR professionals and thus enabling them to reskill and upskill to face the demands and the challenges of the disrupted era. In addition, an IPM Trivandrum Chapter regularly conducts an advanced program on labor law for HR excellence. To bridge academia with the industry, an IPM student chapters are formed in B-schools. Besides programs like face-to-face with executives, the chapter organizes special programs for the benefit of the student members intending to create awareness on HR and its functions. Also, student chapters providing its members a platform to develop leadership skills and evolve as a professional after their studies. An IPM Trivandrum chapter presents Insights, a podcast series for HR professionals. Greetings from NIPM Trivandrum. This is Rajit Karunagaran welcoming you to a new episode of Insights NIPM Talks. Digital transformation of markets has been accelerating in the past few decades and job roles are transforming constantly to keep up with it. The pandemic and its upshots devastated some talent acquisition teams and recorded a historic paradigm shift as virtually recruiting and onboarding a remote workforce became the new norm. As business models change and technology gets better, employees equipped with necessary skill sets, both hard skills and soft, are the torchbearers of organizational success. As a result, internal mobility through upskilling and reskilling is gaining popularity with organizations globally. Companies will emphasize internal hiring and according to LinkedIn data, internal mobility is up to 20% since the onset of COVID-19. Today, I have with me Sri Santosh Kurup, CEO, ICT Academy of Kerala to provide us with more insights on upskilling and reskilling. As you may know, ICTK was launched in 2014 as a joint initiative of the Government of India and Government of Kerala along with leading ICT companies in the country. ICT Academy has been involved in imparting various skilling programs in the state. An MTech and an alumnus of IAM Lucknow, Santosh is also part of the multiple technical and management committees within the government. Before joining ICT Academy, Santosh was a branch head for TCS and was responsible for building and managing the operations of its delivery center in Kerala. With an overall experience span of 24 years in corporate and government, Sandosh has performed multiple roles both in India and abroad. 
it's with immense pleasure i welcome sri santosh kurub to this episode of insights nipm talks welcome sir at the outset i wanted to thank you mr rajit for inviting me to this nipm talk series let us start by asking him about the importance of skilling in building a workforce for the future i would like to answer that question from two perspectives you must have read the uh, recent world economic forum report which is called the jobs of the future uh, i think it was published in 2020 uh, which says that approximately 85 million jobs will go away or will get modified in the coming decade uh, it sounds a bit cynical but the same report gives some good news also which says that around 97 million new jobs will get created in the coming decade Uh, the analytics is based on the uh, the foundation of the disruptions that are happening as part of the industrial 4.0 revolution though it is at a very macro level uh, i still feel that it gives a, a, a an indication of what is it in store for the future workforce uh, let me try to take an example and uh, explain what i believe is going to uh, to be the case from this perspective of uh, employee as well as the perspectives of an organization uh let's look at the automobile industry uh, what is happening there there are two major uh, disruptions that are happening one mm-hmm. is uh, the autonomous vehicle uh, boom that is coming up it is pre- primarily driven by building intelligence into the into the automobile uh, that that is going to be there in the future essentially we are going to see intelligent machines on the wheels right the second one is in terms of uh, changing from the traditional internal combustion engine based models to electrical uh, motor based uh, vehicles right mm-hmm. these two disruptions are actually going to change substantially the industry uh, what it means is that the industry which was traditionally mechanical engineering intensive is going to add uh, two more disciplines into the industry one is a computer science as well as the electrical industry right so from an employee perspective if you look at it the future uh, employee in the automobile industry should have multiple capabilities not just a mechanical engineering capability but an add on capability of computer science or electrical uh, will definitely make that employee uh, very valuable not just that a computer science engineer or a, or an electrical uh, graduate engineering graduate if they have an additional skill on either uh, of these disciplines uh, then they will become valuable as well so mm-hmm. uh, from a, a future workforce perspective interdisciplinary skills and additional skills are going to be extremely critical mm-hmm. now use the same example from an organization's perspective uh, what it means also is that the future automobile industry and the organizations uh, playing in this industry will have a completely different business model through to products and services which means the organizational capacity needs to be completely reimagined right mm-hmm. so the uh, the two forces primarily the business uh, plus the market conditions on one side and the future workforce on the other side mm-hmm. these two forces are going to substantially influence the business strategies of future organization according to me Automation and other disruptive technology may take away a few of our jobs but as Sri Santosh said the good news is that we have a set of new jobs also getting added so be ready
If organizations are looking to build a strong and resilient workforce, optimizing the workforce need to be passionately championed through activities such as assessing employee strengths and weaknesses, organizational needs, gap analysis and deploying effective training. Sir, what are your views on assessing and addressing the skills gap in organizations, an area which is often overlooked? That's a very interesting question. In fact, uh, some of the modern organizations uh, that I have interacted uh, uh, in the IT industry and manufacturing, these are the two industries I have uh, had some good network and past experience. They have got a near foolproof mechanism to understand the business needs, then work with the workforce and understand their competencies, identify the gaps and then uh, build the uh, skills to the uh, and competencies to the workforce so that they continuously address the gap and benchmark it. Okay, sir. Now, the difference that is going to uh, see in the future is that uh, this whole uh, uh, process that I mentioned has been uh, limited to certain uh, niche industries and limited to certain niche departments within uh, within an organization because uh, a lot of organizations still had uh, a rule based repetitive kind of uh, workforce uh, which are larger in number and which used to generate lot more revenue uh, in the assembly units and so forth but with the fourth industrial revolution at play a lot of such uh, jobs will go away and it has started already. If you look at the BPM industry, for example, the call center uh, work that used to be at largely manually uh, or human intensive programs is now reduced and uh, robotic process automation has taken over. Um, so what happens to the workforce is that they have to be um, uh, moved up the value chain okay, sir. and they have to become domain specialist or process specialist. So there, the kind of training which otherwise used to be general soft skills training and uh, some of the process uh, uh, knowledge that they, they need to go through is now becoming more uh, specialist and more intensive in nature. Uh, what it means, uh, companies cannot have uh, the process of uh, skill gap identification and addressing of it as an optional element anymore. It has to become a, a largely uh, mandatory program within the organization. So that is one change that I believe is going to happen. Okay, sir. The second change is actually going to be again driven by the uh, disruptions in the industrial revolution that we are uh, seeing. Uh, uh, taking again the example of IT industry where I come from, in the past uh, there used to be the IT development programs used to be predominantly waterfall based model. And it used to be large programs. It runs into many months and years. And skill building and training is also a part of the project plan itself. Uh, so there is enough time for uh, newly onboarded employees to undergo specialty training and skills training and so forth. Uh, but in the newer uh, development scenario where it is extremely agile uh, and rapid application development models are the, the order of the day, you don't have a choice of uh, building skills at your pace, but rather integrating those capability in a very agile fashion. And that is going to be a very interesting challenge for the modern day HRs. Assessing the competencies of the workforce need to become part of an enterprise's DNA, a building block of its culture and a foundational part of its ongoing success. 
before we move on to the next question i have good news for hr professionals an ipm as part of enlarging its membership base is now offering special fees for life membership membership special drive is now open for all hr and allied professionals to be part of this prestigious organization for more details please call an ipm trivandrum chapter at 0471 2310495 You are listening to Insights and IPM Talks and this is Rajat Karunagaran and I have with me today Sri Sandosh Kurup CEO ICT Academy of Kerala Nearly every day we hear business people discuss the skills and the competencies their employees need to succeed skills are specific learned abilities while competencies encompass skills along with knowledge and behavior sir how should organizations identify the skills that create customer value uh that's a, a very important question uh, which not just the industry but also the educational institutions are required to address mm-hmm. uh, i i believe uh, we should look at it from three dimensions so the first dimension will be the customer perspective uh, what is the kind of experience your customer expects from your organization is a key question that uh, organizations need to answer or put it the other way what is the kind of experience you wanted to give it to your customers uh on an ongoing basis so that's the first dimension i would think mm-hmm. the second one is uh, about the business as such what is your business strategy in the sense what are the products and services and what are the kind of innovations that you are working hard to put it into the market so that you stay competitive or you stay uh, very differentiated mm-hmm. uh and uh, the third dimension to it uh, will be also what are the changes that are happening in the market uh which is uh, going to affect your businesses both positively as as well as negatively in fact to me the, uh, the third dimension of keeping your eyes and ears open to the market condition is is very important for uh, your long term sustenance and growth of your businesses mm-hmm. so these are the three dimensions i would think uh, are required to be looked upon by the organizations when they are looking at uh, continuously adding customer value okay, now the corollary to your question would be what are the specific skill sets that are going to be critical for the future right while the uh, the specificity of the skills are uh, determined by the business segment they are in the industry sector they are in the products and services etc I think there are uh, three or four uh, general attributes that are going to uh, be playing at large. First and foremost is the fact that digitization as I mentioned is uh, is rapidly accelerating across industry sector. So I think every organization doesn't matter whether it is a uh, 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 mining industry to travel and hospitality industry I think developing competencies and skills on digital skills uh, digital domain is going to be very important uh, the second aspect is uh, something that I alluded to in my uh, in answering to your previous question is about automation that is happening right due to automation a lot of changes are happening and a lot of things go away then what is left for the humans is actually two things one is the emotional uh, side of it and the two uh, two is the uh, the the creative side of it mm-hmm. i think skills around enhancing the creativity of your workforce enhancing the emotional quotient of uh, the workforce is definitely going to be a, a value adding uh, area for 
for the organizations as well as its uh, people. Uh, the third one uh, I believe is, uh, is about the interdisciplinary nature that I was mentioning. In the past, uh, again if I take the example of IT industry, the, the skills development used to be more or less in the same domain, right? Uh, if you are having uh, Java in the, the programming language, now you have Go language and uh, newer languages may emerge. But it's to me is more of a uh, incremental uh, skills development program. But uh, uh, the, mm -hmm. taking the case of the automobile industry that I was mentioning, you are not just improving your capabilities in mechanical engineering, but you are required to acquire skills on electrical engineering, computer science engineering and so forth. So interdisciplinary skills are going to be very critical in the future and depending on the business, I think companies and especially the HR organizations need to be aware of, uh, of what are the interdisciplinary skills that are needed to be built to be able to uh, add not just customer value but also to be differentiating your organization from the rest of uh, the organizations. Mm -hmm. And lastly, with the newer models of work, especially the freelancing uh, and acceleration in outsourcing that is happening in many industries, uh, I think the core uh, of that particular organization uh, will be the, uh, the domain knowledge and the, uh, the product specific knowledge that organizations wanted to retain to stay competitive. So uh, domain specific knowledge and uh, the product specific knowledge is going to be another critical uh, skill layer that uh, organizations uh, need to look at in the future. Absolutely. In the post pandemic era, the survival of the fittest seems apparent. The truth is, employees who are skilled and organizations that harbor skilled employees will only survive. The legendary management guru Peter Durker said once, and I quote, Every enterprise is a learning and teaching institution. Training and development must be built into it on all levels. Training and development that never stop, unquote. Before we close this conversation, Sandoshji, what would be the role of HR in framing cost-effective learning strategies in organizations? Uh, I will break that question into part, two parts. Uh, one, I will look at uh, answering the learning strategy side and then we will look at the cost-effectiveness side. Mm -hmm. So, uh, going back to uh, the modern organizations, uh, the learning strategies are actually uh, a part of the uh, business strategy. Uh, I think uh, it, it's it's in in sync with the kind of nature of uh, HR also, uh, which got evolved over a period of time. It is no more a standalone function, but it is a part of the strategic function within the businesses. Mm -hmm. So the learning uh, models and learning strategy to support the businesses are a part of the business strategy. Now the performance-driven organizations have got a beautiful layout out there where the implementation of these strategies are uh, measured and uh, and continuously improved through performance management systems at the individual level. So uh, my view is that uh, the organizations uh, that have uh, implemented uh, these mechanisms are able to already start to see uh, the effectiveness of this and, and also derive a lot of value out of it. Mm -hmm. More and more organizations are recognizing the importance of having uh, the learning strategies into their core business strategy. Otherwise, I think uh, they will lose competitive advantage and either they will lose out uh, in the market 
market or the market will force them to adopt these strategies now there are a lot of learning related innovation that is happening uh, in the in the market and in the world i think the hr organizations uh, need to look at these uh, innovations that are happening in the learning space and rapidly integrate that into the implementation of their learning strategies i think that is going to be a key differentiation again uh, for uh, the organizations of the future mm-hmm. now looking at the learning assets or learning engines that are at play in the in the world by and large it has become uh, readily available or uh, at a very affordable uh, cost to the uh, individuals as well as the organization so mm-hmm. uh, the learning process and the learning assets therefore is not going to add a lot of uh, cost to the companies and as i said uh, many world class organizations have already recognized the importance of learning strategy as well as implementation models in the business strategy itself and uh, i personally believe coming from uh, the skill industry and also heading an organization any investments in the modern world on the learning and development apart from the research and development is worth investing it and the return of investments is going to be substantially high mm-hmm. in fact it is becoming an essential element of organization sustenance as such i believe the one additional point that i would like to uh, highlight here is while the learning strategies are part of the business strategies and therefore there is a risk that uh, most of the uh, implementation strategy looks at it only from a uh, the dimension of business growth i think uh, in the modern world uh, the hr leaders and the hr organization need to understand that the new generation workforce is quite different from the previous generation their aspirations are different their loyalties are different their motivation levels are different mm-hmm. uh, that is one important element the second important aspect is that the work uh, what you call spaces uh, and the work environment itself is changing uh, with covid uh, coming in we have started to see collaborations happening remotely workforces are working distributed way even the delivery mechanisms are uh, very different from a typical factory oriented assembly line model so uh, i think the mm-hmm. hr organizations Uh, need to understand and appreciate the changes that are happening both from the individuals uh, perspective as well as from the uh, workspace perspective and build that into the learning strategies of future uh, will be a great asset because uh, the moment you take your employee out of the key stakeholder list uh, that strategy is likely to fail so mm-hmm. one of my sincere uh, request to the hr organizations and hr leaders is to put your employees alongside the business needs and market needs as the uh, core part of your strategy uh, to sum it up uh, with disruptions uh, that are happening in the world which are likely to impact horizontally vertically and in all dimensions of uh, the world uh, i think the uh, organizations and its uh, hr leadership which are able to reimagine its workforce and align it to uh, to the changing uh, demands of the future Uh, and also keep the motivation levels of its employees to uh, to face the new challenges of the world mm-hmm. are uh, not just uh, likely to survive but also uh, likely to succeed in a big way in the end only two cohorts will remain those who are highly skilled and those who are low skilled high skilled would demand and get high pay while low skilled will always get low pay Thank you Sri Santosh Kurup for your views and thoughts. I am sure our listeners will benefit immensely from your knowledge sharing. Thank you. So thank you Mr Rajit for having me here and uh, I really enjoyed uh, this conversation. 
I hope it made some sense to you and the uh, community that is listening to it. Thank you. With that, we come to the end of this episode. We hope you gain some insights by listening to this podcast brought to you by NIPM Trivandrum Chapter. See you again with another topic and another guest. This is Rajit Karunagaran, Life Member NIPM, signing off. The NIPM Talks Podcast Titles Insights is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement related to the topics presented here. Reference to any specific product or entity or solution does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by NIPM or its chapters. The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance in the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent.